Are you ready to be inspired, uplifted, and motivated to greatness? It's time for Star Style. Be the star you are with your effervescent personal growth coaches, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and health specialist, Heather Brittany. Define your vision, discover your passion, and design your future in this power-packed hour of life-changing talk radio featuring authors and success experts dedicated to helping you achieve the results you deserve. Be entertained, edutained, encouraged, and empowered. Smile, have fun, and celebrate you. Explore your potential and embrace your possibilities with your hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on Star Style. Be the star you are, starting right now. Welcome to Radio's Finest Power Hour. It's Star Style, Be the Star You Are, a program of all positive, uplifting talk. My name is Cynthia Bryan. We're thrilled to be your personal growth success coaches here with you on the airways every week. We know you've got a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go in life. And there are going to be detours on this road. So that's where we're going to come in. We're going to help you ignite your power and shoot for the stars. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Star Style Productions, coaching you for writing, speaking, and media interviews. Call 925-377-STAR or visit StarStyleProductions.com to book your session because you can be the star you are. And this Miracle Moment is from Abraham Maslow. A musician must make music, an artist must paint, a poet must write. If he is to be ultimately at peace with himself, a man can be and must be what he will be. I think that is terrific. Heather, are you there with us? I'm here. Can you, can you still not now hear Now I can hear you. I couldn't All hear right. you. All right. I've been talking and no one's listening. <laughs> I know. I know. And this is supposed to be the place where we can talk, the world listens, and the world talks, and the world listens, and we listen. But anyway, sometimes that sound doesn't work. Well, uh, today's show is going to be quite fun. It's going to spotlight summer food safety, gala garden parties, and tips on how to raise happy teens. And I do want to announce it is official now that this show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, is going to be merging onto the Voice America network beginning in July. And we're going to be changing days and times for our live broadcast. Our live broadcast starting in July will be on Wednesdays from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. That's 7 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time, and we'll give you plenty of notice, and we'll keep reminding you, and we'll we'll put it on the VA press blog, and you know, on Twitter and on Facebook, and all that stuff. But we are excited about that. So summer is here, and picnics, barbecues, poolside parties are part of the fun, of all our fun. And while warmer weather is ideal for outdoor gatherings. It also offers that perfect environment for bacteria to multiply in our food and possibly cause food poisoning. Our health specialist, Heather Brittany, is going to reduce our risk with tips on proper food handling, preparing, and storing. So, Heather, if we want to have fun in the sun and yet eat and greet, what are the precautions we need to take? 
Exactly. Well, as just as you were saying, summer is all about fun, but if we're not careful in those situations, we can get really sick. And the CDC estimates that about one in six people, which is a big percentage, uh, get some kind of foodborne illness uh, every year. And sometimes that can just, you know, result in, even though it's, it's never fun, but, you know, possibly throwing up, diarrhea, fever, just really upset stomach. Um, they do estimate that about 3,000 people actually die every year um, due to food contamination, food poisoning, or some kind of foodborne illness. Um, but there is four steps that we can take to really make sure that, you know, our summer is filled with fun and not sickness. And those main things are clean, separate, cook, and chill. So the quick kind of thing is just clean means wash. Oh, I like hands. that. Clean, separate, what was it? Clean, Something separate, in- cook, chill. Okay, I'm going to write that down. Okay. So the three, the three C's and the S. Um, so kind of just the, the first thing, you know, clean, that means separate, uh, excuse me, clean means, you know, washing hands and cleaning surfaces. Um, a ma- majority thing is a cleanliness thing. It's a big preventer in prevo- uh, me, preventing foodborne illness. Um, so the first kind of thing is wash your hands with warm, warm soapy water. They always say, you know, sing happy birthday about 20 seconds. If you don't, if you're at maybe an outside barbecue, if you don't have access to a sink, um, antibacterial soap, you know, those little instant hand sanitizers, that's another really great way. Um, but be careful because it does swipe away some of the good bacteria of your hands. So make sure if you're washing. You know, I want to say something about those hand sanitizers, too, is I was just reading an article that says they do not take the place of hand washing. So we do have to be careful about that is Although they can eliminate some of the um, bacteria, like from viruses, you know, from some bacterias and some viruses, it doesn't, those hand sanitizers don't work on norovirus and other, uh, some other food-borne um, um, illnesses. So, as you said, sing happy birthday and wash with soap and water. Exactly. And warm soapy water, that we know that warm water kills bacteria. And that's, you know, things to think of, too. I think a lot of times when we're in public settings, people are a lot better about washing their hands. You know, if, we, if we're at a restaurant, we go to the bathroom. But sometimes it doesn't always happen at home. People are kind of comfortable in their own home or they blow, they blow their nose or they do, you know, they, they do things. They're touching, they, you know, they, they pet the dog. And they might not um, be washing their hands. And we also have this kind of misconception that, the people that we know germs are cleaner than others, how we're very willing to share drinks or food or try, you know, take something off someone, you know, a friend or family member. Um, but if it was a stranger, that would seem weird and gross and you have no idea. But in most cases, that's not really the case. All people are still bacteria filled. So, you know, be really cautious of that. Also, if you have any kind of open cuts on your hands or abrasions, make sure um, that each time you're washing your hands and that you have those covered. Possibly, if you know, if you have a really bad cut, you don't want to spread any more of that bacteria, possibly causing a worse infection in your hand, but then probably spreading, you know, any kind of infected, you know, disease things that could be coming from that cut. Use plastic gloves, similar to in many restaurants. Um, the food handlers will use plastic gloves for sanitary uh, issues with that. Yeah, and you don't want to make anyone uh, sick with that. Another thing is separate. Don't cross-contaminate. A lot of times when we're cooking in the kitchen, we're in small, confined areas, but we're cooking a lot of different things, you know, raw fish, um, vegetables, and using the same kind of cutting boards. Be really careful. The biggest thing we always hear is with salmonella regarding with chicken. It's just uh, raw. Some things can be consumed in their raw factor, 
but some things cannot, and they can make you very ill. And that's so I, when you clean like those, when you clean your wooden boards, you know, because they always say don't soak your boards in water for too long. So you clean your cutting boards with soap and water. Should you add a little bit of bleach just to clean off that, you know, any chicken or any of that, and then maybe re-oil it with olive oil? Yeah, so well, I haven't heard the olive oil one, but what I can tell, which I'm sure that's probably a tip from you, but one thing I wanted to say is so with, you know, keeping your cutting boards clean is once you use them, whether it's a vegetable or thing, wash them with hot soapy water um, after each use, then rinse it, just kind of air pat dry it, you know, just take a paper towel. If you're using a washcloth, make sure, this is another way where people just put germs right back on. Um, though paper towels sometimes can be costly or you're using up a lot of them, sometimes they're much more sanitary than using a dish towel because oftentimes what happens is you're reusing the same dish towel for many surfaces. You're putting sprays, you're cleaning up, then you're just hanging it in the kitchen, then you use it again, someone washes your hand. So many times those um, dish towels that are in there are filled with bacteria and you're just washing something and re-putting back on the bacteria if you're using um, a washcloth. So make sure if you're washing something, you use a clean washcloth and then dispose of it, you know, in your laundry basket. Or if you, you know, don't want to have to deal with that, just uh, pat dry it with a paper towel. And then also for cutting boards, um, to say with that is you can sanitize them with about one uh, solution of, uh, sorry, one solution, one tablespoon of bleach or chlorine, something, and then per gallon of water, just kind of flood the surface with it. As we know, bleach is a huge a killer of bacteria. Let that just sit there for a couple minutes. Rinse, pat dry, repeat. You know, sort of like washing. Rinse, repeat, and kind of that. So I know um, I am also- just huge with. Uh, I really, really use a lot of. I like using bleach, um, and I use it like in my flower arrangements as well to kill the bacteria. And also, I like using um, vinegar and lemons because they they're also a type of sanitizer. Yeah, and something to be cautious of, I think a lot of times people have a hard time throwing out things. Me, in particular, right now, I love getting rid of stuff. So, But just be careful, even though you may have something that you believe is really good quality or you've had over time, um, they can be filled with bacteria. So, for example, when cups have uh, chips in them, those chips are just a big breeding ground. Bacteria can get into them. And so, and then potentially, you know, you can get sick. Even if the cup is clean, having those open grooves can come in. Same thing with cutting boards. Over time, those wood, wood boards are the best, but it can happen over time. Wood boards, plastic boards, um, from cutting on them excessively, they get little grooves in them, which, again, even if you wash them, those grooves become an able, a kind of an open spot for bacteria. Uh, sort of like when, you know, you wash your skin, stuff get in under the pores. You, you know, sometimes you're only just putting things on the surface. So with those grooves, do you may be washing the surface of the board, but you're unable to get into those grooves. So be aware of these things. Just kind of, you know, have those rules that if you've had things for a long time, though it's sometimes really hard to separate with something, think of the potential consequences that it may have just by having something. So kind of, you know, estimate there whether, you know, if you've had these things for a while and it's better to kind of get rid of them. Also, when it comes to, if you're in the kitchen, about not cross-contaminating, making sure you're using um, different knives and different platters for things. You don't want to have raw food with cooked food. Um, you know, there's just such big potentials, again, that many things can be eaten raw and many things can't. So know that, too. 
Um, sometimes there's a misconception that, you know, particular meats can be eaten raw when they can't. Um, so just kind of know, you know, if you're concerned if you're getting things at a grocery store and if you're getting it in a particular, you know, the, the meat and deli department, there's always someone there that can talk with you. Similar to many times on the packaging, they'll have warning labels uh, telling you not to. There was a big kind of, uh, situation, I don't know, maybe four years ago regarding cookie dough. I'm not going to say, you know, but oftentimes I know I do all the time when I make cookies, or uh, whether it's from a package or homemade. The cookie dough is delicious, but what it has in it is raw eggs, which opens a pathogen that can potentially cause salmonella. Though it's possibly rare, it can happen, and it can be lethal for people. So they've now had to start putting um, warning labels on cookie dough saying do not consume raw. So sort of, you know, eat or beware. So it's up to you, you know, really knowing your products, um, you know, knowing what needs to be refrigerated. And that kind of brings me to um, another thing about cooking and chilling, making sure that things are cooked at the correct temperature. Uh, I know there's a kind of big, um, large range of how people want their hamburgers done, anywhere from rare to well done. And their studies have actually showed that well done is actually not a healthier method, though people may think that when meat is so incredibly cooked, it can actually um, contain, contain free radicals in it and be more dangerous to you. Some things to keep in mind, though, that rare, if it's too far on the rare side, um, that it can be almost uncooked meat. So be really cautious of that. Just kind of a, a reminder, a little thing, and it's super inexpensive and just kind of a great way to stay on top of your food is to get food thermometers. Um, you can just stick them into the meat, stick them into the water, stick them into whatever, and it will tell you the temperature, especially when it comes to meat. For example, you always want your hamburgers at a minimum of 160. Chicken breast and hot dogs, 165. Steak, lamb, or pork, um, pork chops at 145. And let, um, allow to sit for about three minutes before consuming. Another, what makes you think of too, is when it comes to chilling. Uh, was coming from the grocery store, you know, any dairy products or meat products that, you know, are raw um, and as well as seafood, that's something you want to get into the refrigerator as soon as possible. Vegetables um, and fruit can sit out for a while. But something, too, when we're talking about cooking your foods to the proper temperature, sometimes people are cooking them and it's, it's going to be the pasta they made is going to be for a pasta stout. So they need it to cool or they don't need it till later. Another big mistake is putting something, a hot food, directly into the refrigerator. What that's going to do is it's going to change the temperature in the refrigerator and possibly causing early um, spoilage of your foods uh, in the refrigerator. So allow things to cool, not completely cold, but put in a Tupperware, put a lid over. That way no outside air and bacteria gets into it. Chill at about room temperature and then place into the refrigerator so it doesn't upset anything else that's in the refrigerator, as well as keeping it fresh. Well, um, those are all great tips. Are there, are there more? Because we are almost out of time. Yeah, last kind of thing is just overall is make sure to keep pets, household cleaners, and other chemicals away from your food and away from any surfaces um, that become, before you go into the kitchen, always make sure you have a clean surface. And again, when picnicking in the outdoors, make sure you bring plenty of utensils, plaque, uh, excuse me, pack, clean, dry, wet, and soapy cloths for cleaning your hands afterwards hand sanitizer, and make sure you're always cleaning the surfaces after you use them. 
Well, I love it, Heather. Those are all really important tips. We can never learn too much about uh, food safety any time of year, but especially in the summer when we are outside and, you know, maybe not thinking so much of those four ingredients of clean, separate, cook, and chill. So make sure to, to um, if you need more information or tips, you know, you can find out about recalled foods at, um, at the U.S. government sites as well. So, Heather, great, uh, great segment. I'm going to be very safe this summer and always. I've only had food poisoning once in my life when I lived in France, and I think it was pate in a restaurant. And, boy, you definitely don't want it. It's not fun. It's something you don't forget. So give out the websites. Most definitely. We want you to go to betastudyor.com as well as betastudyor.org. Okay, well, when we come back from break, we are going to be talking about how to have happy teens, what you as a parent or teacher or guardian can do to keep the teens around you happy and help them to be responsible and enjoy life more. You know, it keeps more peace in the family. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are, be the star you are, you are the star. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Do you know how to make yourself happy? Well, happiness is a choice. By creating more joy and happiness in your life, you'll be a better person, a better employee, and a better employer. Joyful people are optimistic and energetic. To help yourself on the journey to more fun in the workplace, write a to-do list every day. And at the top, write as your number one goal, enjoy myself. Recharge your batteries with enough sleep, a good healthy diet, and social interactions. Share positive feelings and accomplishments with your peers. Respect yourself and respect others. See humor in mistakes and in imperfections. Allow yourself to be playful and identify the activities that really make you happy. When you are joyful, your enthusiasm will be contagious and in the company that you share, your bottom line will also start showing more dollar signs. It takes more muscles to frown than to smile, so smile a lot. And laugh even more. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information on coaching and consulting, call 925-377-STAR or visit starstyleproductions.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. This business of show business is calling out to me. 
Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are. Light up the flame. Get a positive prescription for living and discover a cure for adversity when you make a difference in the lives of others by donating to Be The Star You Are, a 501c3 top-rated charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth through increased literacy, positive media, and tools for living. www.bethestarur.org. All donations are tax-deductible. www.bethestarur.org. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at World Talk Radio. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and motivated to greatness with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Turn up the volume. Tune in to the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, back to the program with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Well, thank you for staying tuned here to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk and listen this is Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and I am Cynthia Bryan. I want to remind our loyal listeners that beginning in July, Star Style, Be the Star You Are will be moving to the Voice America Network and will broadcast live from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Network. And you can keep track of what the URL, the new one, will be uh, if you visit starstyleradio.com. So raising happy teens, you know, there are two types of people in the world I always tell people, those who choose to be happy and those who choose to be unhappy. Happiness is totally a choice. But when it comes to parenting, we have a responsibility to our children to be an example of how to be happy. Parenting is a lifelong process. It's a project of possibilities and it is of the utmost importance. In adolescence, Lots of changes are happening to the kids, both hormonal, hormonal and biological. Plus, the neurocircuitry in their brains is changing, not to mention all the social and psychological turmoil that young people throughout the ages have experienced. So to help teens navigate the uncertain territory of the teen years, I do have a little bit of experience and advice. Having raised two teens of my own, and coached more than 4,000 over the years, as well as consistently work with teens here at our charity, Be The Star You Are, and as uh, and with my teen hosts and reporters on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids Network, and working with kids to help them learn to write for the newspaper, etc. I believe that I might have a little bit of the inside track to how to be successful in that happiness factor. So let's follow these five C's, and this is both for parents and coaches and teachers and whoever, 
And you, I think that you will find that the teens in your life, and especially if you're a parent, your offspring, you'll start having more peace in your home and you'll enjoy one another more. And those seven years of adolescence uh, will make it a little bit more easy. So there are five tips and they're going to be communicate, curiosity, cherish, clarity, and consult. So let's take communication. It's really important for parents to communicate with their teens. And it has to go both ways. It has to be respectful. If parents are asking for respect from teens, they also need to give it back. So and what so many of us do is we talk to our teens. And when we talk to our teens, sometimes that means we talk down to them. The key to communication as a parent or coach or teacher is really listening. And that means that we are going to listen twice as much as we speak. And we keep our mouths closed as much as possible unless really invited to give advice. Because very often you're, the kids just want to vent or they want to express themselves. And if they think that you're going to judge them or make comments or think ill of their friends or of what their choices are, they're going to shut down. So listen first, speak second. And if you are going to be offering advice, always ask if it is appropriate if you offer advice and if that's what they want. That's really uh, very important. Curiosity. It's really critical for everyone in a relationship to be curious. Teens appreciate the fact that you try to understand what is making them tick. It's important not to impose upon them what you think and what you think they are or what, are or what they're doing or who their friends are. It's important, again, to be curious about their activities and to let them know that you really enjoy hearing and seeing and participating and being part of their lives. The more a part of your, their lives you are in a non-judgmental fashion and in a supportive fashion, the more they're going to be curious and interested in your life. And even if you don't think that they're listening or paying attention to what you are saying or doing, they are. So you have to be careful. Watch your words. Watch your actions. Cherish and love. Positively reinforce thoughts and behaviors that you appreciate and you want to see more of. Everyone in the world desires to be appreciated. They, people everywhere want to know that they are effectual and effectual. And if we are only criticizing our young people and not praising them, then we're not really showing them that we care about them. It's one thing to say, I love you, but it's another thing to show, I love you. And we show that by, by finding them doing something right. And yes, it does seem like in the teen years, there's lots and lots of things that happen as mistakes. But we have to remember, we were all young once and we're all growing. So it's time just to give a few compliments and show our appreciation. Clarity. Being clear is critical. We have to set clear rules and clear goals and clear expectations because these should always be based on what's appropriate for the specific child at the specific time. 
it's really important that whatever rules and expectations that you set, that you follow through. For example, if you give a curfew to your teenager and you tell your teen that he or she must be home by 10 p.m. or there'll be consequences, you must follow through with that be home by 10 p.m. And what are the consequences? Your kids need to know what the consequences of breaking the rules are. For example, when my kids were in their teen years, I always told them, and I still believe this for all teens, that it's a privilege to drive. They did not get their own cars when they turned 16, but they were allowed to get their driver's license. And as long as they signed a contract saying that they were going to obey the speed limits, that they were going to keep their grades up, that they were going to maintain their curfews, that they would not indulge in alcohol or uh, drugs, etc., and they wouldn't drive with other teens until they were of an age that was allowed so that they had to obey the laws, then they would be allowed to have the privilege of driving. Well, one time I had said to my son that he needed to be home by, I think it was 11 o'clock, gave him the curfew. And I've always told the kids, if for any reason you're going to be late, you need to call. So call 15 minutes early, let me know. Or if you're running late, just let me know where you are so that I don't worry. And because I just would set out after, I would go out looking. Well, he didn't call and he came in just a few minutes, oh, maybe like 20 minutes after 11 o'clock. Now, what I had said is if you miss your curfew or you disobey the law, you're going to lose the privilege of driving the car for a day. So you miss one curfew, you miss it for a day. You miss two curfews, it, you're going to lose the car for a week. So you have to make the, the, um, the issue appropriate to what the problem was and then the consequence, you know, will follow. In any case, so he walked in and I had my hand out and he shook it. And I said, no, I want your keys. And he was really upset. And I said, well, you know, our agreement and you signed it was that if you're going to be late, you're going to call me. And you didn't call and you still came in 20 minutes late. So you lose the car for tomorrow. What was great about that, as angry as he was at the time, he never missed another curfew unless he called. So by setting a very clear expectation and a clear rule, even though he wasn't happy about it when he broke it, he learned that I was going to follow through. So the key was is that he didn't break them anymore or he did what was appropriate, which was to make the telephone call. Another thing that I think happens very often with, um, with young people as well is, you know, it has to be with homework or playtime. If you set times that you want your kids to do their homework, you need to make sure that you're going to follow through and be there to watch them and manage them or to have someone there that will supervise them. So whatever the consequence is, you have to follow through. If you say somebody's going to be grounded, then that means you're grounded too because you have to be home. So clear rules and expectations are essential. Consult. If you really think there's a problem, consider getting professional help if you have any concerns about your child's moods or behaviors. Most of the psychiatric illnesses in adults actually originate in childhood or the adolescent years. And if there's not an illness, Nobody's going to treat something that doesn't exist or any good physician is not. So that's great. 
But there, if there is a sign of a mental illness or some kind of substance abuse or, you know, depression or something that might be happening with your child, an eating disorder, you want to be counseled about it and find out your options as soon as possible because there, there are available interventions. Remember that studies show that for many childhood mental health problems, the earlier you start the treatment, the better the chances are the child will get better and then they will get better sooner. So by following these five guidelines to communicate, be curious, cherish, be clear and consult, life's going to be a lot easier for you and your teen. And I think that you will enjoy being with them. The teen years are actually some of my absolute favorite, favorite years. It's some of my favorite years to work with the kids because they're so creative and they like to think outside the box. And especially these days, teens are just incredibly intelligent. And if we just give them that opportunity to shine, they usually will live up to those expectations and they become the people that we really see in them. They become the stars that they were meant to be. So when we see a star, they become a star. Now, I recently received an email from a concerned parent asking if there was a way to tell when a, a, a child or a teen is abusing drugs or alcohol. And the answer is yes, there are signs. So you can look for these, which may be an indicator of some kind of substance abuse. The first is behavioral issues. If your child is acting withdrawn, sullen, depressed, hostile, angry, or uh, uncooperative, or if there's a big change in your relationships or the relationships with others, or perhaps even an uncharacteristic lack of coordination and balance, there might be something wrong. If their personal appearance starts to suffer, if they start getting messy, if they're just not caring about how they dress, if they have burns or soot on their fingers or lips, this might be something that, you know, that, that needs to be looked into. They might have either started smoking or they might be smoking something that's heavier or perhaps they're in some kind of um, drug uh, problem. So we need to get on top of it. Personal habits. If you find that your kids are chewing gum or a lot of mints or covering their breath up, you know, with uh, mouthwashes, or if they have a very sudden, very, very big appetite, this is a personal habit that could indicate some kind of substance abuse. The same thing with their health. If you notice that they either have significant weight gain or significant weight loss, or if they're vomiting or having headaches or just completely restless or tired, that is um, also another indicator of substance abuse or something that's happening in their personal life. School issues. Of course, we sometimes don't know if there's a drop in grades, uh, if there's a decreased interest in extracurricular activities or sports or getting together with their friends, or if you notice that the friends that they're hanging out with seem to be a little bit more on the shady side or if they don't want to bring their friends over. You know, as a parent, we do have a right to, uh, to investigate what's happening in our kids' lives. And although we want to give them privacy, 
we also, if we suspect something, we need to be on top of it and not sweep any problems under the rug. Home-related issues, if you start noticing a disappearance of alcohol or your prescription or over-the-counter pills, definitely take notice. Uh, we did a show last week uh, with Heather, and she did um, at the Health Matters about the prescription overdoses that are happening with teenagers today. And supposedly there are literally pill parties that go on where teens take uh, just either over-the-counter or prescription drugs from their parents' cabinets and go to a party and throw them in a bowl and people take things. Well, well you know, it's a very, very dangerous situation. So be on top of what your kids are doing. Talk to them, but mostly listen and get help if you're confused or you think that anything is wrong at all with your kids because you are the one that is going to know the most because you're around them the most. And the job of a parent is to parent and to be the guide on the side. Our job is not to be a friend or a co-conspirator. If you have any concerns, contact health services, talk to a physician or another healthcare professional. And you can even talk to your own internist or your own personal doctor and uh, relay the symptoms who might be able to refer you to someone. And then hopefully you can get help for your child. And also pick up a copy of Be the Star You Are for Teens. This is a fantastic book that was written specifically for parents, guardians, teachers, coaches to help teens live, love, laugh, learn, and to make a difference. So these are all special gifts. You can find it at starstyleradio.com. Go to the store and pick up a copy for the parents in your life. Father's Day is coming up, and it'd be a great gift to give a dad or for a teen to give their dad or even the dad to give the teen. Well, we're going to take another quick break, and uh, when we come back, we are going to be going into the garden for a garden gala because summer is upon us, and it's time that we do have fun in the sun, picnics on the patio, and that we learn what is growing in our garden and spruce up our yards so that we can entertain just like the pros. My name is Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com. CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. 
Looking for unique one-of-a-kind gifts for the special woman in your life? The Carmony Collection creates handmade handbags, clutches, candles, and canvases from vintage and recycled fabrics, bangles, and beads. Be eco-friendly and fashionable with prices for all pocketbooks. Visit www.carmonycollection.com. That's Carmony with a K and Collection with a K. Or call 925-785-7827. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit bethestarur.org to make a tax deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. Be the star you are .org. Be the lucky star you Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at World Talk Radio. Be the star you are. You are the star. Turn up the volume, grab a seat, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and motivated to greatness. It's power party time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your hosts, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. I am Cynthia Bryan, and this is Star Style. Be the star you are, and we are back together here, right, on World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk and to listen. And it is a beautiful day here in Northern California. I'm very excited about the summer. And more than anything, I love being in the garden. And for me, summer is all about garden parties and barbecuing, swimming, getting together with friends. And so in this segment of Star Stabby, the star you are, I wanted to talk to you about a garden gala. And that isn't just about putting on a party, but it's really about how to get, how to grow, get going and get growing, as I like to say. One of my favorite quotes is by the French artist Paul Cézanne. And he says the day is coming when a single carrot freshly observed will set off a revolution. And I agree with that. Entertaining in the summer garden truly is my favorite manner to gather friends and family for alfresco dining, conversation, and laughter. There's always so much to celebrate in June, July, and August. There's the end of school. There's graduation, Father's Day, birthdays, showers, weddings, 4th of July, vacations. And that's sprucing up the end of your springtime yard in anticipation of the summer to come is stimulating and pleasurable. Well, actually, in fairness to truth, I do have to admit that the 37 really big green bins of dried daffodil, tulip, and freesia leaves that I've been pulling over the last couple of months and collecting to add to my compost pile wasn't exactly fun to do. But it is a necessity if I want to have my garden looking nice and then next year have the bulbs blooming. But so what have I been up to in the last month? Well, first of all, after power washing and sealing the brick and stone patio, I washed all the outdoor furniture. I swept all the cobwebs from the crevices, cleaned the barbecue, repaired the nightscaping, filled the fountains in the pond. And then I walked around the garden to take an inventory of what's hot and what's not. My beautiful peonies, camellias, and rhododendrons were finishing just as my foxgloves, hollyhocks, geraniums, abelia, 
and Pol um, pelagonians were exploding into bloom. And as the weather's warming, the calla lilies are nearing their finish line for the year, but the four o'clocks and the stargazers are setting their blooms. Now, since the spring bulbs have completed their beauty routine, the garden was always in need of some perky, colorful annuals. So what I did is I went down to the garden center and I bought dianthus and dahlias and zinnias, lobelia and, and salvia to enliven the palate. Now, most of these, as you probably know, except for the dahlias, are deer resistant. The deer eat everything here in California. And if you have a garden that is in a rural area or semi-rural, as I am in the country, we have a lot of deer and a lot of wild animals and everything nibbles on everything. So you've got to be careful what you plant. I have Isotoma blue star creeper in the lawn, and it was, you know, really expanding exponentially, much to my delight, although I had a really greedy goofer, a gopher who moved in. Yeah, he's a goofer as well. Uh, but I quickly remedied that problem because I put garlic in the hole. I had been told by one of my readers of my garden column, Digging Deep, Gardening with Cynthia, that uh, she used chocolate x lax I have used that, and it's kind of funny to say the gophers got the runs, but they, I don't know where they ran to, but they did disappear. But I found using garlic just as effective. So I put a clove of garlic in each hole, and the gopher is gone. I don't know where he or she went, but they're gone from my lawn, and that is what I'm happy about. So next, I went out into my orchard because I needed to prep for my nature revelry. The birds, the squirrels, and the deer had obviously also decided it was party time. A flock of jays and crows swarmed around my Queen Anne cherry tree, each flying off to enjoy their spoils, sitting on my picket with the red ball in each beak. Now, I was really distressed because I have been carefully watching the flowers of the cherry tree turn to buds, then turn to fruit, then, um, you know, get bigger and the fruit turning color over the past few months. And I really didn't want to relinquish my claim to my cherries. So I got a big ladder. I leaned it against the trunk. I climbed up and I started bending the branches to almost breaking point to fill my basket with really sweet cherries. But I also picked the green ones, all of them that I could reach. And I only left the top branches for the birds because, you know, a garden is to share after all. One wonderful thing about a cherry tree is because the branches are very long and kind of spindly, they, they do bend nicely without breaking. So if you do get a ladder, you can bend the branches and you don't, um, you don't have to have that tall of a ladder to get all the way to the top. I, my cherry trees are on hills, so I have to lean a ladder. I can't use a regular ladder. And then... The squirrels attacked my two loquat trees, but not before I was able to pluck enough of these really luscious Mediterranean delicacies for our own personal pleasure. I have several friends who are uh, from various countries around the Mediterranean and grew up with loquat trees. If you don't know what they are, you need to look them up because the fruit is, is really, really luscious. It's, it's a very delicate fruit. It, Looks like an apricot when it is um, at its, its full size, but it has large pits inside that will grow into trees. So you don't want to just spit them out into the garden, or you'll get more trees. And they're big tree. They look like a, they look 
kind of like a, a, a magnolia tree. The leaves are considered similar or maybe even an avocado tree. But then they have this big orange fruit and they get white flowers on it. Now, then on top of that, the deer noticed that my gladioli had sprouted and they began their dying around. And every year I have just let them go ahead and eat all my gladioli that were in the front yard. But this year, I just didn't want that to happen. I really, I love gladiolus, and I wanted to have them blooming. So I decided to uproot the corms and to replant them in my fenced backyard. Well, I had no idea how many cormels had formed around each of the corms that I dug up. And I literally had hundreds and hundreds of gladioli cormel six hours later uh, that, it, you know, when I finished planting it did take me six hours to plant all of these new little plants around my garden. But now I'm going to have some free sword lilies in all the right places where the deer won't reach them. And next year I will have blooms. Some of them that I transplanted are going to bloom this year because they were big enough. But most of them will wait till next year. So then I, w- I invited um, a dozen friends over for a picnic on the patio, and as sunset came, we were watching two huge bucks stand on their haunches, stretching for the Asian pears, and my friend said to me, Cynthia, doesn't it bother you that the deer are eating your pears? And of course, my reaction is there's plenty of all. So what we did is we just were able to enjoy their acrobatic antics while we continued our supper and the deer were reaching for theirs. One of the things that I did when I planted my uh, garden in my orchard, and of course, I do live um, in the country, so I have property, and I'm, I, have a lot of, um, I have a lot of space. I grew up on a farm, and I live on a mini farm. So I always plant enough for the wild animals, too, enough for me, enough of things that I can sell at farmer's markets and fairs, um, enough for our family, and always to give to friends. So feeling pretty smug that I had outsmarted the gopher, the blue jays, the crows, the squirrels, and the deer, I ventured to see what was ripe and ready in my vegetable garden. Now, before arriving, I had a great experience, and I was watching two dragonflies in this dance on my crepe myrtle bush. And I went to go get my camera, and when I came back, they literally were in flagrante. Heather calls it, I, she says, oh my gosh, mom, you're watching insect sex. <laughs> it was a sight I'd never witnessed before, but these two dragonflies hooked up on the crepe modal bush, and there they stayed for about 45 minutes the entire time I was inspecting my herbs. And if you want to see um, a photo of that, you can see it uh, right now at uh, vapress.com, which is the blog of Voice America Radio, because I've just submitted a blog post um, there. And if you go to lamarindaweekly.com for Digging Deep, you can see that uh, particular photo. I'll also be posting it probably on Twitter and Facebook. So make sure to follow me. Cynthia Bryan is, uh, is what you'll want to follow. So the pilgrimage to my potage revealed an absence of culinary poverty. I have artichokes and arugula and sorrel and lettuces and potatoes and radishes and carrots and beets and Swiss chard and mustard and mince and parsley and cilantro and dandelions and onions and 
fennel, nasturtiums, kale, thyme, basil, guava blossoms, and lots of other greens. And these were all just the beginning of a fresh summer flavor that I'm able to pluck every day and bring to the table. And, you know, getting back to Cezanne, all you have to do is dust a little bit of dirt off of a freshly dug carrot. And you're going to understand what he means about a revolution. There is absolutely nothing more tasty than eating what you grow straight from the soil. It is superfood. It's packed with all the vitamins and taste and minerals and antioxidants, everything that you crave and you need that we need for our bodies. Now, pretty soon, I'll be harvesting tomatoes and peppers and eggplant, cucumbers, squash, beans, peas, tomatillos, melons, and whatever other seeds uh, start sprouting that I planted. Or a lot of times, I just get things that the birds brought in. So that now that summer's upon us, any day or evening is worth celebrating. So what you want to do is arrange a pretty table. I love to use carpet roses just in, a, in some kind of a vase or any vessel that's fun. Get out your croquet mallets, your horseshoes, set out the votives, fill the tiki torches with oil, light your fire pit, let the birds sing the tunes and the wildlife provide the entertaining, and you will have a stellar summer supper. You can throw some burgers, salmon, halibut on, on the barbie, along with some greens, some fruit, and some veggies. Open a bottle of local vino and invite your loved ones and friends over for a garden fresh feast. So as far as I'm concerned, let's let the summer party get started. The, uh, the summer season essentially speaks to us of water, fragrance, flowers, fireworks, deck lounging, hammock swinging, sleepovers, swim meets, celebrations, barbecues, camping, and whatever else you like, concerts, traveling, but most of all, eating fresh, 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 direct from your garden. And it's a bigger trend this year than ever before. So whatever you do this summer, decide to plant something edible. Let it be herbs, vegetables, fruits, or berries. You can make iced tea from black currant leaves mixed with fennel. You can create your own designer waters with cucumbers, limes, and peaches. You can delight your guests with a refreshing cold soup, a blended melon, mint, and ginger. There's a plethora of abundant varieties to choose from. And space is not an issue. Even if you just have a balcony or one big pot, you can grow enough for uh, one person. Plant, grow, care, harvest, eat, and be healthy. Your enlightened body, mind, and spirit is going to be grateful to your inner gardener, and your world will sparkle and shine. So I hope that you'll get out into the garden. Happy gardening to you. Happy growing to you. And if you need any garden tips, you can always email me, Cynthia, at goddessgardener.com. Well, we are at the end of our hour. Again, it has been a power hour. Thank you for being great listeners and allowing Heather, Brittany, and I into your life every week. We hope that you always stay tuned and you pass along the love and share the link with your friends. We love being your personal growth success coaches and helping you change your life and helping your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style Productions or if you want to purchase any of my books, please visit starstyleproductions.com or go to starstyleradio.com and you can click on the store and uh, purchase books and t-shirts. We have t-shirts that say, Read, Lead, Succeed, Be the Star You Are. Make a donation to Be the Star You Are charity that brings you this radio show 
you can go to that radio, I mean, to that website, bethestarur.org or btsya.org. Our aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, and motivate. We want you to see beyond your physical being, know you're already a star, and cherish the past, dream of the future, and also, most importantly, celebrate every second of your life. And read one of my books this week, because a book is like a garden in your pocket. And until next week, when we play again, remember that for every beauty, there's an eye somewhere to see it. For every truth, there's an ear somewhere to hear it. For every love, there's a heart somewhere to receive it. And love always wins. Kindness always prevails. And smiles will keep you happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I thank you and encourage you. Sparkle and shine and be the star you are. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in every week for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Our goal is to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to reach for the stars and shine brightly. For further information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. You're invited to our power party next week and every week right here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel with the dynamic duo, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, our health hero, Heather Brittany, and the pioneers on the planet. We'll pour more champagne for the spirit with positive, uplifting, life-changing radio. Until we play again, be the star you are. You are.